So let's say the atheist says, <clears throat> um, uh, there's no evidence for God, right? Okay. Well, I know that one of the best evidences for God is that the universe had an origin. <clears throat> and when the universe comes into existence, those kinds of things require causes adequate to the effect, right? <clears throat> this is called a cosmological argument for the existence of God. The existence of the cosmos is evidence that there is a God who made the cosmos. <clears throat> okay, so uh, with that in mind now, and I talk about that in detail in the book, then I'm going to answer the atheist. But the way I'm going to start, and this happened at University of Toronto, and I gave a talk, and then I had Q&A, as I usually do, and an atheist came up to the microphone, and this issue came up. And I said, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? So I'm asking permission to ask the questions. Uh, always try to do that. And he said, no, go ahead. I said, first of all, there some were really easy, okay, but just play along with me, I told him. Uh, do you think that things exist? Now, he was nervous. He didn't want to agree to anything that I said. He didn't want to play along, really. So he said, okay, this, this microphone exists, this microphone that was in front of him. And I said, okay, I can work with that. Uh, the microphone exists. I agree with you, by the way. All right. Now, the things that exist, second question, whatever they are, have they always existed. He said, no, no, they, they all came into being at the Big Bang. Okay. Now, some Christians don't like the Big Bang concept. Please don't worry about that because it does not matter um, what term they use or how when this happened in their own mind. What matters is that each of us agree, Christian and non-Christian, that the universe had a beginning. There was when, there was nothing, and then there was a universe, right? I asked him, yes, Okay, great. Now, here's the third question. What caused the universe to come into existence? What caused that? Now, uh, to make it easy, I said, you only have two options, uh, either something or nothing. Something or nothing, that's it. Very simple. Okay. Now, of course, the atheistic skeptic doesn't want to say something because that's outside of the material universe. So as materialism is dead in the water, that would have to be something very powerful, uh, immaterial, um, that is um, that is very smart and personal, okay, to start the chain of events called creation, however you want to characterize that. And uh, he doesn't want to go there because that sounds like God, which he doesn't want to believe in. But what's the only alternative? The only alternative is that the universe had a, a burst into existence with no cause and no reason and no purpose, which, by the way, goes along with that. If that's true, then we're nothing. We're just we're 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 uh, cosmic junk. We're molecules moving in the universe. That's their story. All right. Now that seems crazy, though. Notice I'm not trying to prove that God exists. I'm trying to give a reason why it's smart to believe there's a God who caused the universe and that it's not smart to think that the universe just popped into existence for no reason and no purpose. So, I mean, that's worse than magic, right? In magic, you have a magician pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Uh, in this case, you have no magician. <laughs> You have no hat. You just have the rabbit, you know, popping into existence. So what I'm trying to show him, and th and this is it. I'm done. I don't have to go any further. Um, I because I'm just trying to put a stone in his shoe. I want him to think about that problem with atheism. My view has more explanatory power. It, it's a better explanation for the origin of the universe 
than his view. Okay, think about that for a while. There, we're done. And uh, and I haven't gotten into a fight with this guy. And this guy in University of Toronto, what was interesting, he said, he turned on his heel, but just before he left the microphone, he said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to stay with a scientific answer. That's what he said. And I said, but you haven't given any scientific answer. In fact, there is no scientific answer. There can't be a scientific answer to the beginning of everything within which science works. You've got to have the beginning before science can even answer anything else. It cannot answer where the universe came from. It's not capable of doing that. All right. So one other thing, and here's the key that I was making reference to earlier about the importance and the value, the power of this particular technique. If he came up to me, if he got up to the mic, the atheist, and said, um, "I uh, 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 there's no evidence for God, I could have said, yes, there is. The universe exists, all right? And, uh, and, and the universe didn't always exist. It's not eternal, okay? It came into existence at some point in the past. You can call it the Big Bang if you want. And there's only one explanation for how that happened. It had to be God. Okay, now those are all my same points. But notice in that situation, I'm doing all the talking and I'm putting each of those pieces on the table. And every time I put a piece on the table, it's an opportunity for the skeptic to object. Well, things exist and the universe exists. Well, maybe we're just butterflies dreaming. It can cut in like that. And the universe is eternal, is not eternal. Well, some people think it is. A lot of people thought it was. Even Einstein thought it was, blah, blah, blah. Well, he didn't after he looked at the evidence, but nevertheless, he could say the atheist could say this. And then bang, bang, bang. And I'm not getting anywhere. It's just an argument, okay? Because I'm putting the pieces on the table that he's finding ways to deny or take exception with. But in the street smarts approach, I am asking a question that gets him to put the piece on the table. And he's not going to take it off the table after he puts it there. He put it there. Every single piece up until the last question, what caused the universe to come into existence? Now he's something or nothing. Now he's stuck. He either can say the smart thing, which he doesn't want to say, or he can say the not so smart thing, which is his view. And there you go. And the whole audience is listening. Okay, and so uh, uh, I have subtly enlisted my my opponent, the skeptic, as an as an ally to make my point, mm-hmm. and that's the case with every step of responding to every issue I talk about in Street Smarts. I am ha- having that person give me little pieces of information when I'm asking simple common sense questions, which are not controversial, but they lead up to a very obvious conclusion, which is opposite theirs. And when I get to that point, there's a mic drop moment. And I'm, I'm not doing it to be dramatic or to make them feel bad. I'm I'm doing it to help open that person's eyes to really the what amounts to, in many cases, the foolishness of their view. Okay. And then I leave it there. I'm just gardening. I'm not trying to win that person to Christ. Hopefully that will come later. I just have this job to do and I want to keep doing that. And it's not that hard. If this ministry has blessed your life, would you like, subscribe, and share this with others? We are here to fulfill the Great Commission. So be sure to come back the next time for another episode of The Call with Nancy Sabato. And do you listen to The Call of God? Because God speaks to you every day. Are you listening to The Call? 
sound of 